Welcome to Red River Cares. I'm your host, Gina Burke, and I've been working at Red River, an amazing IT company, for over a decade. And even though we are a very successful for-profit company, our philanthropic endeavors is what makes us so special. We wanted to start this podcast as a platform to tell you what we're all about, who we like to support, and to inspire you to want to make a difference in your community. My guest today is Grace Choi. Grace is the executive director of the nonprofit Unoya in the Sacramento, California area that she founded at 16 years old. We got introduced to Grace by an employee of ours, Thomas Ramirez, when he nominated her for the 2018 PTC Hero Award. Just like in our last episode with Teresa Hart, Grace was nominated for this award by an employee who thinks that they are making a major difference in their community. I'm so excited to learn more about how Grace started this organization at such a young age and what the future looks like for her. With that, Grace, welcome to the show. You are our fourth guest, and we're so, so thankful to have you today. Um, So if we can just start by you telling us a little bit about your organization and who you are and where you live and that kind of stuff, that would be great. All right. Awesome. Um, First of all, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Um, And as for myself, um, my name is Grace Choi. I'm a 20-year-old living in Sacramento, California. Um, I'm a junior at Cornell University, um, and I'm the executive director and founder of Unoya Nonprofit, which is an organization I started um, when I was 16 years old. Um, We're located here in California, and um, I like to describe us as an organization that just helps teens um, through a variety of different ways. We try to find um, teen-related needs in our local community, and also we're trying to um, broaden our reach uh, statewide, right, or nationwide, pardon. the fact that you started a nonprofit at 16 is something we need to take a pause and talk about yeah. <laughs> because I have a dream of starting my own nonprofit and I'm much older than 16 years old and literally wouldn't even know where to start. So if you could just talk a little bit about that, like how did you, why did you start you Noah, and then how? Um, I think that for me, the start is really the fact that I grew up in a very service-oriented home. My grandfather um, ran a nonprofit, um, but his was more of like a, a mission-oriented nonprofit, so like more of like a religious-based one. And he built schools um, in Cambodia and Myanmar, and also um, provided for orphans in South Korea. And so I sort of grew up seeing that. And it's actually kind of funny because my parents tell me that when I was like seven or eight, I went up to them and I was like, I'm going to create a nonprofit. And this is like seven year old me having exact, having no idea of what a nonprofit even is. And my parents asked me, like, do you even know what that is? And I'm like, no, but I'm going to create one. And, and my parents like to joke that that's kind of where it started. Um, but just as I progressed throughout uh, school and as I entered in high school, um, I started to realize that I wanted to do my part in small and big ways to help um, teens around me. Um, At my high school specifically, I could just feel like a a very strict divide in terms of like um, socioeconomic status and um, 
And because my dad had also worked with teens throughout his career as a youth pastor, um, that's kind of where I was like, this is this is my niche. This is what I want to do. And I wanted to create an organization that has a twofold mission of um, A, giving teens the organizations to give back to their community. Um, but then the second um, half of our mission is to help the community, help um, the teens around us. So what that looked like for us when we were starting out is um, running school supplies and then donating it to local low-income high school and middle schools, um, providing meals. I don't know if I I strayed too far from your original question, but in terms of the process of actually creating a nonprofit, um, it definitely wasn't easy in the sense that... um, a lot of the paperwork, I I didn't really know what I was reading when I was filling out a lot of the paperwork, admittedly, because I didn't have any um, help to do so. Um, but I think it, it took, if I recall correctly, it took about, um, it was about a six to eight month process. And it was just a lot of, I just remember it as a lot of paperwork. But um, throughout all of it, um, because I didn't also have like, um, I think it was like around $750 to to fill out this like certain form that would give us like tax deductible status. My The founding members and I, which were a bunch of my friends, we went and um, we went to downtown Sacramento to try to get donations from like local small businesses and other um, organizations that would be willing to help us. And eventually it turned out that all the paperwork was able to be turned in and in 2017 we became an official 501c3 nonprofit. wow that's so cool that's such a good story i feel like most teens don't have that at home influence like i feel like maybe my kids are starting to get that now but i certainly didn't grow up in a house that went forth to serve right and the fact that you have a grandfather and a father to look up to that have run their own nonprofits, and it was just sort of innate in you from such a young age it's just so cool that you're just destined to sort of take this path yeah um, I definitely um, I'm really grateful um, for the influences of both my grandfather and my dad in terms of just encouraging me that life's not the longest we don't know how much we have and in terms of that like try to spend as much of I've always been told just to like try to spend as much time that I have on this earth trying to like serve and care about those around me and um I'm by no means saying that like nonprofits are the only ways to do so um but for me that's kind of where I found a place in high school um where I was like I want to be able to help people in this capacity um and Honestly, part of the reason why I decided to officially um, register us as a 501c3 is because um, a lot of our donors um, actually wanted tax-deductible status um, as um, a result of their donations, and it just sort of, like, worked out. Like, they were trying to help us help teens, and then we could help them with, like, tax returns and everything, and I thought our tax-deductibles, and I, I thought that was a pretty good trade. It hard for you to narrow it down to teens or was that something that you knew as a teenager like this is a group that I can see that really needs some extra assistance or was that a hard decision or how did you come up with who you were going to go serve? 
admittedly I think at first there were just so many I just sort of started as like I want to help everybody and then my dad sort of had to have uh my dad had to help me backtrack and just tell me Grace you can't do that you have to you might want like that's good but we kind of want to help you like narrow um your focus a little bit and so it was actually through a lot of conversations with my dad and just a few of my friends and mentors around me who said well what are you like really passionate about like let's narrow down um who you want to help so that um not that you can't help everyone but so we can more um hone in on a group that you really want to focus on and help and eventually I realized um I noticed there were a lot of organizations in the Sacramento community that were helping teens and and also a lot of organizations that were helping adults but I didn't see as many um organizations that were helping um teens and so I I decided I'm just going to serve teens. Was it hard for you to recruit your friends to be on board with you for this mission or was that an easy part? Yeah, so I think it was sort of a mix. A lot of my friends were also very excited about the prospect of being able to um, help other teens and they were really passionate and fired up. but others, I think, I, I think the the people that I really wanted to be on my board of directors and to help me um, were a little less, who took a little more convincing. Um, but I think once things got set up, it was a lot easier. I think the big transition moment was when we all graduated and we all went separate places um, to different colleges, and um, some of the board members for very good reason because I needed to go to school and everything stepped down and a whole new transition period began by me trying to find other people but currently the way that our our volunteers are um operated and it's it's something that I'm like super um happy and um excited about because we currently um have three different high school chapters so it's just like a new generation of like high school students who are um operating under the Unoya name and they have clubs on their school. They have their officers and the volunteers underneath them. Um, and they try to reach out to the teens in like their local community. And what that means is like we have three different high school chapters right now in like three different cities. And so I always push them to say like, or push them to ask, um, how can you help in like your local community where your high school is located? What needs do you see? What teen related needs do you see? And what needs can the volunteers in your club um, help fulfill in order to serve the community? That's so cool. Like not only did you start a nonprofit and like you're giving teens a place to have an outlet to impact their community, you're actually serving teens, but now you're teaching teens how to help other teens. Like, holy crap, it's incredible. And you should be so proud of yourself and everything that you've built. I mean, that is amazing. Um, So I like to hear about when a nonprofit gets started, they usually have a mission. And then the needs in the community morph the mission, right, into other things. Um, Do you find that that was true for you? And like, what did you start like? And then how has it evolved over the years? Yeah, so we started off with a very simple motto, help teens impact lives. Um, That's still our motto, but originally it was 
more i i thought of it more as just school supply drives and um like giving teens the opportunity to volunteer and we still do those things but um as we saw the needs in our community as you mentioned things started to morph and and change and so out of seeing the need in local high schools and middle schools we decided that we were going to um change our 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 mission a little bit in terms of every year we set a teen related cause or need um and so we will focus on that need for that year and so we actually started that not that long ago in um 2019 although that seems like a long time ago actually um with education and so during that year um my favorite thing that we did was we reached out to local high school and middle school teachers and we asked them what do you need for your classroom what are the supplies and the technological devices or whatever it is that we can help you provide so you can make a better classroom space for your uh students so what that became was um projectors for certain students we also um provided um these like really nice chairs for um classrooms that teach special ed children also we were able to provide these bags and bags of school supplies for a classroom that welcomes refugee children and that was probably my favorite one um and this year we were going to focus um actually on something else um we were going to do a continued year of education but also incorporating food insecurity but with the onset of covid-19 that sort of overhauled all of our plans and we thought how can we serve teens well in the midst of this pandemic and what are the specific teen related needs that we can reach during this time and so for us this year that's meant completely changing our plans because everything also has to be a lot of it has to be virtual and all the all the stuff that the high school chapters had planned just sort of went out the door because they can't actually go to school in person So this year what we've done is um provide meals for shelters in our community that are serving teens and youth specifically but also family shelters um and then also we've been continuing to provide care packages to an organization that we know is on the front lines of um welcoming teens into their their organization providing them a, a place to stay a meal and Uh, resources as to like how to get on their feet because they do serve unhoused um youth and teens. Wow. So it's evolved a lot um over the years then based on the needs of the community and then obviously what's just going on in the world due to COVID. Um how how do you get your funding to do the initiatives that you want to set forth to do? For the past 3 years the way we've operated is through a um through an, a few different ways. So the first one is we before the pandemic hit, we did an annual benefit concert where um I would recruit musicians, high school, middle school, elementary students also who are just these amazingly talented musicians and we would um do a fundraiser by inviting those musicians to come perform for us and then um having like a presentation there explaining what Unoya is doing and then like donating there and then that would help us like fund a lot of the things that we did throughout the year um so 
in addition to that, we have um, a few small grants from like Walmart or like Disney or a few other places that we apply to every year and that's kind of helped sustain our finances and budget um, for the past few years and right now um, and for the past year, year and a half I've been trying to further develop our monthly donor base so that um, there is less stress in a lot of our high school um, chapter officers to fundraise because a lot of what they do is um, help facilitate like volunteer opportunities for their teens but because of um, the donation system and the fundraising system right now they also organize a lot of fundraisers for their local chapter and that's something that I'm in the process of currently trying to change there's less of a burden on them to um, have to finance and, and fundraise for a lot of the things that they do yep. yeah but so far we've gotten through um, a lot of the things we've been able to do because um, the people around me, family, friends, and also just sometimes just random strangers are super generous and are um, very grateful. They just um, they hear about Unoya and they're like, "This is awesome! Like, how can I support it?" I saw on your website that you you take donations, but you also it seemed like we're looking for supplies. So was that a way that people could support you regardless if they were in your locate you know around California or not? Yes, um, that would probably be the very best way. Um, no matter what is happening, we are always taking supplies for care packages. Um, so those supplies are always always welcome. Our care packages are typically. Um, so winter hygiene, winter necessities or hygiene products, um, toothbrushes, toothpaste, um, anything you would think of that someone might need if they're like out on the streets and it's it's cold and um, we're trying to provide all of those things. So those things are very necessary. Um, yeah, or if you want to set up like a, a monthly donation um, or um, right now we're still in the process of um, We've been collecting masks throughout the summer and we're in the process of distributing that. So if you know how to make masks and are really good at that, you can send that to us and um, we help distribute that to um, schools and other community organizations and um, basically get it to teens who might not have access to um, reusable masks um, so that, you know, they can, they can also stay safe and all that good stuff. So... Tell me this. So you're a junior in college. Like, what does the future look like? And, like, what are you hoping to see with with your organization? Yeah. So as for Unoya, um, we're going to continue to try and um, expand our operations beyond California. Um, so we did a few things back at school in New York um, and provided care packages to a local um, to a local hospital there um but i'm just hoping that as this current class of high schoolers um graduates that some of them would also be willing to take the mission with them to where they go to college so really thinking like more national now um and also um what i really want to do is um, as we continue to focus on one teen related need per year my end goal is that at one point we have the structure um, in order to do all those causes at the same time um, 
the reason why we chose to do the the one cause focus is because we really wanted to dedicate all our time and resources best with um with the resources that we have although we do want to do everything but we can't so my goal is that eventually we um build in that structure and are able to um do offer all of those services at one point um and as for myself um i'm actually going to spend this winter break studying for the lsat and my goal is that um after graduate or upon graduation i plan to hopefully go to law school and and the end goal is to um work in government law or public interest law and um yeah, God willing, I'll also be a judge one day. That's probably my end goal, end goal. But just trying to take it one day at a time nowadays and, and every day, actually. <laughs> I get that. Well, I believe that you can do anything you set your mind to. I mean, you've already proven that. Um, I just want to thank you so much for your time today and just sharing everything about your experience and building a nonprofit and everything that you've been going through. Um, so if the listeners want to learn more about Yanoia, where could they find out more information? Yes, so um, the best way is probably going to our website, www.yanoianonprofit.org, and also Yanoia spelled E-U-N-O-I-A. And for those who are curious, Yanoia means beautiful thinking, beautiful mind. Um, or we update our Facebook and Instagram very often, so that would also be at Unoya Nonprofit. Um, and that's that's the best way to reach us, to find us, um, yeah. Well, this is awesome. Thank you so much, Grace. Uh, you are going to do amazing things in the world, and I can't wait to watch you on your journey, and happy holidays. Happy holidays. Thank you so much. Ah, that episode with Grace was so awesome, and I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope it's making you think about the ways that you're serving your community and making you think about if there's anything else you could be doing. She taught me that you're never too young or too old, for that matter, to make a difference. Find a cause that lights your fire and just think of one small thing you could do to help. I just read a quote by Howard Zinn that said, Small acts multiplied by millions of people can change the world. What is one small act you can do today? Thank you so much for listening to the Red River Cares podcast. We look forward to having you back again. Tune in next time to get inspired.